Hey, hey, here we go. I'm T. This is Burning Tarot. Watch out for the funny noises. You might hear the wind. That's me putting the wind sock on. I have a proper one this week. Thanks for those. Thanks to those of you who've been inquiring as to where am I? Where's the next Burning Tarot podcast? Well, I'm right here. And uh, the next Burning Tarot podcast is right now. You're listening to it. Got to adjust this wind thing again. Hold on. There we go. Very windy, gusty, actually, out here on the fringes of Deschutes National Forest today. I'm going to have a little different format today. I'm going to talk to you about a recent experience with the Tarot that I had. In case it might be of interest, in case I know some of you study tarot or use it uh, in your home for your life or maybe with friends and that's for some of you that's why you listen to this because you really like learning about the cards and seeing that each card can have a totally different interpretation depending on the day depending on what cards are around it and depending on the reader that's why we need readers besides our own selves our own selves provide um a great deal of intuitive information and the fact that the cards have history and have written interpretations from other people helps us as individuals sort out our lives. That kind of um, being able to read things, look at our lives through a lens of image making and archetype helps us get out of our normal verbal brains and our everyday rationality, which can be useful, of course, but can also get in the way. But when you introduce a reader into that equation, so you you can have yourself and your intuitions and then a separate reader, somebody outside, they dip into the woo stream when they're reading your cards. So that brings this whole incredible depth to a reading and sometimes you don't even know it at the time sometimes it's pretty obvious that they're on it and sometimes you're like "Mm, I don't know and it takes many months before you realize oh that astrologer that tarot reader that rune interpreter or whatever they were onto something that was correct and could change my life So today, I'm going to tell you, before we go on and do our walking in the woods and drawing a card for all the Burning Tarot listeners for this week, week plus, I'm just going to tell you about my own experience. So, why why haven't I dropped one of these in a while? Um, I've been handling a really serious, awful family emergency. I've been away from home, and I just got back last night, and it's sure great to be out here in Central Oregon, USA. Now, having to deal with a horrible emergency with someone you love, and maybe the rest of your family under wild circumstances sucks, right? (laughs) I mean, it's part of life. But it's so demanding and it's so stressful and so emotional and 
So I've been doing all of that stuff and really trying to be strong uh, because my loved one who's in extreme crisis had previously asked me to be the person to step in and handle things if something should go wrong. So what's the tarot piece of this? Well, about, um, I don't know, five weeks before that hit, no, three and a half weeks, three to four weeks before the proverbial shit hit the fan. I did a Celtic cross reading for myself. And I don't do those very often. Maybe I'll have a phase where I feel unsettled and I'll do several within the course of a couple months. But normally, you know, they're more of a special occasion thing. And um, I prefer not to overdo self-reading because I think it can sometimes lead me astray or get me tangled up in my own mind too much. So I've reduced the number of full Celtic cross readings for myself, Tiffany Lee Brown, Miss T, you know. But I felt I needed to do this reading. And I pulled it up, and it was an interesting combination of cards, most of which were fairly positive, or could be read as fairly positive, or some of them quite positive. And, you know, and some that were more like, mm, this might not be fun. And in the Celtic cross reading, so this is an 11 card reading, uh, forming a cross, and then there's a column up the side. Some of you have purchased that reading from me. Uh, if you go to my store on tiffanyleebrown.com, you'll see, I think it's listed as, uh, it's the one that says a proper tarot reading. So this is a, a longer format full-length reading and you, you get a lot more information because of the combination of the different cards as opposed to just drawing one or three something like that uh, it's also it can be exhausting to have a reading like that <laughs> because there's so much information so some of my clients prefer to do those as audio readings kind of like this podcast where I read the cards first and you can kind of take your time on listening Stopping and pausing when it's too much. Going back later. You know, listening to the whole thing when you, when you can. And then, um, and then we can have a phone call to discuss it after you've had a chance to digest it. So anyway, um, yeah, lots of cards, lots of information. I'm looking at my stuff. And in the near future position, which is something that's very straightforward in a Celtic cross reading... There's a near past and there's a near future. We read them left to right, just like English writing is read. So here's something that you're just coming out of, uh, starting to get done with. And then, hmm, what's coming up? And for me, what that said was, what's coming up is the tower. So... What's a tower card? Well, probably a lot of you know, but some of you might not have looked at one. It bears remarkable resemblance to some of the television footage of the 9-11 disaster 
in New York City, when you're looking up at a tall building and the people are fleeing the burning building, they're jumping out. You see that in the tower as it is depicted in many cards, many card decks. I think I was using um, Smith Rider, probably Smith Rider Weight or Golden. Those are my two faves. And so I think it was Smith Rider Weight. Um, so you see this tower in the black sky, and there's a crown on this tower, the top of it, and it is being struck off by lightning. A lightning bolt is going boom, crashing into the tower. The crown is being knocked aside. People are jumping out of the flaming building. Maybe people are below in terror, you know. So you can find uh, contemporary tarot readers who will tell you how this is a positive thing. And if your interest in your tarot cards, if your interest is solely based on certain esoteric explorations, certain uh, systems of knowledge, uh, and occult tendencies, the tower plays a particular role in that kind of interpretation, where you say, you know, sometimes, to put it in psychological terms, it would be like, well, sometimes what we need is to get our asses kicked, you know, kick in the eye, a little Satori, whatever, um, in order to facilitate transformation. Be that as it may, uh, I find it useful to be just really practical and grounded with the cards. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to talk with you about it today, partly because, hey, I'm working out my trauma. I want you guys to help me. And partly because I want to point out that when we draw these cards, sometimes they are just completely straightforward. They are what some tarot readers would call mundane, as in telling you about your everyday material world life. Um, But of course, that has different connotations to astrology people. So, um, I don't know how to describe it, but every day seems a good word. So we're looking at kind of like, here I am, I'm living my life, what's going on? And I do want to know about my potential for mystical transformation. And I want to know about my emotional and psychological life and my long-term workings with um, spiritual progress. But I also want to know just about my life, the real stuff. The stuff that everyone goes through. Birth, death, do I have a job? Where am I going to live? You know, all that. So the cards are super great at that, in my opinion. And they help us integrate all those different parts of ourselves. You can admit, well, going through a tower disaster may have very positive psychological uh, or spiritual results in the long run. Uh, but, but if you get the tower, you might also say, whoa, something big is going to happen. Something's going to change. And isn't it lovely of these cards to warn me? 
I mean, come on. It really is. It's nice of them. So I drew this tower. I read for myself. I focused on the crown being struck from the tower, which I don't remember ever paying much attention to that before in other readings. But the idea of leadership and authority collapsing, the idea of the head, um, the head that wears the crown being struck. The reason that I take the tower card so seriously and literally in a reading for myself nowadays is that um, about 11 years ago, uh, 11 and a half years ago, I drew the tarot multiple times, drew the, t- the tower card in readings multiple times for myself, for other family members close to me. And somehow I did not read it as like, something's going to happen to our family. Um, I just, I don't know. I skimmed over it in some sort of state of denial. I interpreted it in some kind of spiritual la-di-da transformation way. And... And I didn't even really notice this until after my husband's bicycle accident where he almost died and got a severe traumatic brain injury, TBI, where he was in a coma and I had a one and a half year old, our one and a half year old going to the hospital with me. Much later, I looked in my old notebooks and saw my little charts, my drawings of these old readings I had done for myself. And that's where I saw, oh my gosh, the Tarot was trying to tell me for months leading up to this event that something was going to come down. Something huge. So that was a big lesson for me back in the day. Like, stop taking the Tarot cards so, you know, wiftily, so spiritually, so la dee daddle daddle dee They're just trying to tell you something about life. <laughs> so ever since then, finding those old notebooks, making that connection, I really have tried to be more grounded and literal with the cards, at least some of the time. And certainly when I see something like the, the tower. So here it was a few weeks ago. The tower is back for me. It's in a very clear position. So I know when this is going to happen. This is going to happen in the near future. Exactly when, you know, could be tomorrow. Typically in that spot, uh, depending on the scope of the larger reading around it. Like, what have I asked the cards? What are we talking about? Do we have a sense of like, this is the next month or this is the next year? So you got to kind of work it that way. Um, and in this case, I took it as pretty darn soon, you know, weeks, not months for sure. I drew some clarifying cards with 
the with the tower. Um, and that's a pretty regular practice that I use. I would say I used it more when I was a younger tarot reader. Now I understand that if I do too many readings, um, if I ask the same question over and over, or if I ask for too many clarifications, particularly if I'm disagreeing with the cards, basically, um, the cards don't necessarily appreciate that, you know? So I, I feel like nowadays I'm a little more selective about when I say, okay, I'd really like to clarify. Can I have some more information? And I pause and I kind of let the cards tell me. And sometimes I get a very strong hit of like, nope, that was it. You got your such and so card. You need to contemplate that. That's all you get. Other times, such as this reading, I got the like, yeah, okay, let's go. Take another card or two. Let's see if we can narrow down this information. Uh, and so I pulled the Page of Swords, topped by the Three of Swords. And this doesn't for sure tell you exactly what's going to happen in your future, right? But it seemed pretty likely that this one would be the Page of Swords. You receive a message. So this is when you get the terrible phone call or the terrible email or if your terrible news still comes in an old school way, the terrible letter. And the three of swords above it is a heart pierced by three swords. So it's pretty obvious something terrible is going to happen. You're going to hear about it by, by message. So it implies that maybe this thing doesn't happen directly to me. It happens to somebody else and I hear about it. And then three of swords above... Your heart is broken. You are weeping. This is a horrific, terrible, grieving, awful thing. The nice thing about the Tower and the Three of Swords, similar to the Ten of Swords, they're not messing around. They're not trying to tell you some story and blow smoke up your ass about how great everything is. And, you know, the goal is to focus on the transformation and how positive everything is these cards are trying to tell us that like this is life life has big fat moments of awful while we can't escape that while we can appreciate the transformations and the wisdom that come to us because we've gone through this stuff right if we don't go through that stuff we just remain immature forever because hey we're privileged and life is just running us by but accidents and death and conflict and all whatever these shape our character but while we're in it really what are we experiencing we're just experiencing the pain the stress the fear and I like that the tarot gives us a language an image language for having those experiences without trying to turn them into cotton candy. You know, I'm all for positivity and learning and growth and wisdom, but I'm also theoretically all for having real experience 
and real emotions and uh, having the courage to experience them for what they are, not for some magical thing I want to turn them into later. They will turn themselves into that later, really. I can help by being grounded and doing my best. But these cards almost give permission to say, you know what? Tower sucks. You know what? Three of swords sucks. You're crying. It's awful. And that's okay. That is part of life. Just as much as the three of cups, which I also had in that reading, where three women are dancing happily around. The threes indicate a time of manifestation. Stuff coming to the surface. Stuff showing itself. And to accept the badness of the bad the awfulness of the awful. I think it's hard. And I like the cards giving me a warning here and also giving me permission to just, yeah, your heart's broken, dude. <laughs> Let it be broken. How else are you going to heal it later? Um, so I just, when the shit did come down, finally, <clears throat> And I did get the phone call. And I did have to drop my life and run to another city. And what I found there broke my heart over and over and over and will continue to do so. And I'll be going back there any minute now. Um, I appreciate the cards for... Being, being there, doing their funny thing that they do, slipping through time to give me a little warning, a little heads up. Since, since I drew that tower and I told my husband about it too, he's not as superstitious as I am, but he knows about the tower cards that came before his accident. So we kind of shared this feeling of like, mm something might be coming down the pike and I continued to live my life I'd been doing a bunch of traveling <clears throat> which is unusual for me these days I drove extra carefully I just sort of mentally prepared for like okay what if some big thing happens? This would be a good time for me to be organized, for me to have made sure that I have my medications lined up and um, to make sure, because, you know, when you get the card, you don't know, know the nature of what's going to go down or where it's going to be, right? If it had been something terrible with my relative that I cherish in Portugal, I probably wouldn't have jumped on a plane. That's not practical. I have a life. I have a child. I have a job. But this thing happened a few hours drive from where I live here in Oregon. So it's not like um, you might not get the information of like exactly where and when and who and what to expect. But you, you can kind of gird your loins and say, all right. Here's what the cards have in store. I should at least have some of my ducks in a row. And if I've been, um, 
if I've been flaking or being overindulgent or over procrastinating, you know, this is a bit of a heads up of like, okay, let's make sure stuff's getting done in time. Let's make sure uh, I have backup on things. Like my husband will take care of this and that if I'm going to drop the ball or need to go. Um, So some simple practical items came from this. So yes, in some ways I was shocked. Turned out that my focusing on the crown and the head of the tower was accurate. It was the, the head of the household, the patriarch of the clan, and his brain was affected. So, wow, what a, what a reading. There you go. There's my little story of the day, and now you know where I've been. I'm going to step back in. We're in the little house in the forest right now. I'm going to go inside and draw us a card. Thank you for holding this story with me and listening and being supportive in general. I totally appreciate all of y'all for your recent donations and for your, your nice notes and all the ways that you interact with me and let me know that you're enjoying these podcasts or that you appreciate my writing work and all that stuff. It gives, um, gives me a lot, especially during times like this. My dear Burning Tarot, sweetie darlings, so we are now going to draw from the Golden Tarot. Cat Black's version. There's several golden tarot decks out there nowadays. So this is for all Burning Tarot listeners. What do we have coming up this week? Week plus. We'll see. Huh. Okay. We have the Four of Coins. And this is a card we've drawn, I think, within the last year. Stepping outside again. Out into the sunshine and the gusty air and the ponderosa pine trees waving their needles. It is a beautiful, beautiful early summer day. And we've got this four of coins for everybody. Four of coins. uh, This is the golden tarot version of depicting it. So uh, this deck... For those of you who don't regularly listen, I will explain how it works. Uh, Cat Black took Renaissance paintings and made very beautiful digital collages of them uh, to make this very rich deck. And in this one, she's taken the character of the Four of Coins and it's a royal. We'll call her a queen. She's wearing a golden crown. She is wearing a rich, sumptuous red robe and holding a big golden coin, like bigger than her hand. She's holding it up near her face. 
her other hand, her right hand, is poring over a book that she's got open in her lap. It could be a ledger book, or it could be something else. I'm not sure. And there are three coins embedded among the folds of her robe on the ground. She seems to be sitting on something, perhaps a stool. There's a basket next to her. Behind her, we see some people chit-chatting, and we see the walls of the city. So um, colorful buildings, white and brown, red and blue, with little, I don't know what you call them, castle rampart things stacked among each other. So she's outside the city gates. She is separating herself from the daily hubbub of people, of going to the market, of sitting there eating a giant feast, whatever it it is that queens do. Uh, She's separating herself from that for a moment. She is counting her coins. She's trying to figure out what is there and take stock. In some depictions, you'll see the four of coins or four of pentacles, four of earths, basically. You'll see that the character is really gripping onto their coin or their pentacle. And it seems to be causing them some pain to do so. With the four, we can get in a stuck place in our material energy. Where is our money going? Are we hoarding objects or uh, financial resources? Are we in a stuck place, really? Now, this one's interesting because she looks pretty impassive. She's just, this is what she's doing. She's doing the books. She's holding up the coins. There's less of a greedy or grasping quality to the imagery on this card than similar cards might show. But she has taken herself out of the rest of daily life in order to look at how much money she has. Like I was saying before, sometimes it pays to read cards really literally. So with this card, if you have been failing to or just ignoring um, financial matters in your life, This might be a good indication. Hmm, This is a good time to review. Look up your accounts. See what you've got going on. Get out your little book and write down your little numbers about what you see going on. And make sure that you have a clear, focused idea of where you stand. If you have the opposite problem where you feel like you've been stuck or you feel like you've been grasping... um, Or maybe you're overly focused on money. That could be in the forms of, like maybe you're uh, playing with investments a lot. Or maybe you're short on cash and so you're, you can't think about anything else. This card can warrant, if that's your situation, like money is occupying too much of your thought pattern, this card can suggest, okay, so finish counting the coins and let's move on. There is more to life than just the material, than just the earthbound 
coin-based, you know, how much money do we have? Um, how's our house doing? <laughs> so it's interesting. Kind of depends on where you're at in your life. If you feel like you haven't been paying sufficient attention to those things, I'd say for this week, the Four of Coins is suggesting you go ahead and do that. Separate yourself from uh, the crowd for a while. Have a little quietude around yourself and just check in. Are your finances realistic? Should you be spending on that vacation you were just deciding to do? Or is that maybe a little too much? Alternately, are you hoarding your cash, hoarding your stuff? Are you paying for a storage space full of junk you don't really need? So you can kind of look at what do you have? What do you need? What's really there? And, and I think it's significant. And they show it in different ways and different cards. But there's always this sense of the Four of Coins character. Um, they wear a crown usually. So they're a person of position, a person of means. But even they, you know, the, the rest of us mortals might think like, oh, well, that, you know, that's Elon Musk. He's, he's doing fine. Um, that's the Queen of England. She's doing fine. Well, okay, she passed away. <laughs> uh, the Queen is dead. Long live the King. You get the idea, though. Even those folks have to keep track of this stuff. And have to check in with where they are with all their fancy material stuff. We mere mortals have to do the same. But if it overly obsesses us, that cuts us off from other people. So look at your own situation and you'll know which one of those categories you fall into probably. You might go, yeah, maybe I don't really think very much about my accounts. I think I'll log in and look. Or you might think, mm, yeah, that's me. Have a, I have a lot of stuff. It doesn't have to just be money. So objects, material stuff, obsessing on material stuff. If that's keeping you separate from other people, because that's all you can think about. That's all you got. And you might, you know, sometimes that just turns into workaholism, which I'm prone to that as well. So I hope I don't sound too judgy. But like, it may just turn into like, well, I don't really have a life, so I'm going to obsess about work and obsess about the money that the work might bring. And sometimes this card can suggest you might need to look at that. How much of your entire life is just doing that? And I'm not saying, like, quit your job, but if all you are thinking about, or primarily what you're thinking about, is how the money's rolling, um, sometimes that can separate you from people and uh, it can make us, um, it can just give us a lot less depth than we need. I like that in this card she's not upset. For me personally, I've just told you my personal story. So for me, it's pretty obvious this is me. I'm going to be returning to the other city soon, a couple days. And I'm going to be working with the person who's been struck by lightning and their crown perhaps falling, trying to work in collaboration with them on making sure that, that their financial situation is okay. And I already know that some of it isn't. 
and I'm going to be just sitting there counting these coins. And my only way of doing that, of course, is to separate from the rest of my busy life, my social life, um, etc. Just like she's doing. And it's worth it. You know, when you need to do it, you need to do it. And hopefully that action of saying like, okay, we're going to count the things. We're going to get out the ledger. We're going to log into the thingamajigalas. You know, sometimes that action in itself can help us flow once we get past it. But that moment of reckoning, very physical, material, earthbound reckoning, counting, um, that can be a good stop along the way towards like a healthy flow with our material lives. Well, I hope it's been useful for me. hope it's been useful for y'all. I'm T from Burning Tarot out here in the woods. Um, if you would like to donate that, that birthday donation fund I had open, I think is still open, open now. And, um, I'm not working very much because I'm handling this emergency situation. So I would appreciate any donations y'all might want to make. I'll put a link in the episode notes and in the blog where this podcast lives. And that blog is available at tiffanyleebrown.com. And you click on the link that says Burning Tarot Podcast. And you'll just see it's, you know, pictures of cards and nature and podcast episodes and stuff. I'll post it there. So happily accepting donations. I am also accepting readings. Just um, when you buy a reading, just know that I'm not sure exactly when the readings will happen giving readings to people, especially the audio kind where they're pre-recorded, like I'm doing here, um, it's very healthy for me. So uh, I enjoy it a great deal. I also enjoy the ones where we're talking back and forth, like in a phone call or meeting up in person, if you're here in Central Oregon, but I won't be able to handle any of those probably for at least a month. So if you want an audio reading, um, that'd be great. Uh, That's something that I would enjoy doing as a break from counting the coins. (laughs) So here's hoping that your week was nowhere near as terrifying as mine. And, uh, ooh, this wind is kicking up from beautiful Deschutes National Forest. I'm T, and I wish you the best. Here comes the windsock noise.